0: What's happening everybody, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the great folks at Nerd Tease one more time, got a brand new blend to tell you about this week, and welcome to week five of my weekly NFL pick show for the 2018-2019 NFL season, and we finally got on the right track in a lot of ways in week four. Let's start with the main thing. We got a lot of the games right last week, straight up. We picked correctly who was actually going to win the football game, and that can only help the other picks along the way. We went 11-4 straight up last week. That is our best straight up week so far on the season. I believe it's the first time hitting double digits. That has us 35 up, 26 down with the two ties so far this season. Against the spread, we were also clearly on the happy side of par 9 and 6 against the spread that has us 30 31 with two pushes we're now only one game under 500 against the spread the totals we still struggled on them only 6 and 9 on the over-unders in week 4 that has us a full 11 games below 500 so far on the season it's not good I make no excuses about it. I only make apologies. We're trying to get better on these picks. I'm definitely, I'm struggling. I'm trying to get better on those picks on the totals. Not going in our direction so far. But hey, if you don't know by now to pick the opposite of whatever I think a total's going to be, it's kind of on you. So depressing to think if you had bet the opposite of every single total I've told you so far this season, you would have more over-under wins than I have wins straight up. Also, if the show sounds a little bit different this week, I am downstairs in my basement. A little more echoey than it is upstairs, so there's a slight difference in the audio quality. That would be why. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks from week four... They were pretty quality across the board. Bronze pick was my only straight-up loss in those picks last week. I had the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Tennessee Titans, and very clearly I have been disrespecting and giving too little credit to the Titans. They win that game 26-23, to my only straight-up loss, as I mentioned, and it was a loss across the board. because I told you to take Philly minus the 3.5 points, that obviously didn't work out, and I told you to stay under 41.5 points on it, and they get to 49 silver pick was the monday night game from last night i told you to take kc to beat denver they definitely made me sweat it out but magic mahomes he pulls through 27 to 23 the chiefs win so it was a straight up win but it wasn't against the spread loss and as soon as the score started going the way that it did i was like they're gonna win the game by four points and i'm gonna lose this against the spread because i told you to take kc minus four and a half also lost on the over under told you to go over 56 points in that game they only get to 50. Gold pick I told you to take the Chargers to beat the 49ers they did that. Certainly wasn't in convincing fashion, but they did do it. They won the game 29 to 27, so it was a straight up win another against the spread. Loss unfortunately as I thought the Chargers would cover the minus 10 and a half. But hey, we finally got on the right side of a total. I told you to go over 47.5 points. They get to what? I believe that is 56. So they cleared that with ease. And the platinum pick, I told you to take the Green Bay Packers to beat the Buffalo Bills. They did so. Packers pitching a shutout in that game 22 to nothing. Straight up win against the spread win as Green Bay covers the minus 10. But it was an over under loss, as I told you to go over the 45 and a half point total. So, straight up, we were three and one. Never argue with three and one. Against the spread, we were only one and three. And over under, we were only one and three. So, we're definitely looking to improve the betting picks. I mean, just across the board, that's been chronic all season. But look, we got three and one straight up. So that is kind of on lock now. We're heading in the right direction with the rest of it. The rest of the picks will come. Have faith. Taking a look at the Bridgewater's Finest and NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pools for this season. We'll start in the Bridgewater's Finest Pool, Season 7 of the Pool. I've moved up into a tie for 17th place out of 42 managers, and that was from like... Geez, a couple of weeks ago I was in like 31st, so I've definitely moved up the rankings here in the last couple of weeks. 304 out of 528 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 58%. Nowhere near where I want to be, but trending in the right direction. And in week four, I brought in 98 of 120 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 82%. That's definitely where we want to be. Shout out to our week four winner and our new Overall leader, West Coast Martin. Martin Wong has been killing it this season. He killed it in week four. 11 and four in week four for Martin Wong. 107 out of 120 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 89%. And Martin Wong had himself a hell of a week. And again, having himself a hell of a season. 41, 20, and two straight up picking the games on the season. 369 out of 528 Possible confidence points, that's a championship clip of 70%. In the official NFL YouTube prognosticators pick 'em pool, which isn't against the spread pick 'em pool, I now sit in a tie for fifth place out of the 51 people making picks in that league with my 30 against the spread victories according to yahoo that's only a clip of 48 percent from the 63 nfl games we've had so far this season so i definitely want to be better than 48 percent but that still has me in a tie for fifth place just a reflection of what an interesting season it's been so far week four got eight of the 15 games correct That is a clip of 53%. That's eight of the 15 games, according to Yahoo. So 53% according to them. Three teams in week four each tied for the win in the week with nine of the 15 games picked correctly. That's only a clip of 60%, but it was good enough to win week four. We now have a tie in terms of who is the overall leader in that pool. It was BTG Jerry last week, but J3 has moved up tied him at the top of the pool 36 correct against the spread picks out of the 63 games so far that's a clip of 57 percent i've often said 60 percent makes a good capper so they're very close but they're good enough to lead the pools so shout out to west coast martin and the three teams that went nine and seven or nine and six sorry against the spread for winning week four in the pools and to West Coast Martin, J3, and BTG Jerry for being the overall leaders in the Pick'em Pools. As I mentioned, I've donked out of both of my survival pools so far this season. Uh, Hatbox's pool, there's only three of 33 people left in that pool. And I mean, geez, we're only through four weeks of the season, so that's pretty incredible. In my maxed out pool, the 100-person pool, uh, there's only four of the 100 people that were in that pool who are still alive, which again... So many people went out, I believe it was last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, on Minnesota Buffalo. Like 66% or something of all the people that were in survival pools took Minnesota that week and they lost the game. So that killed about two-thirds of the participants. So three people left in Hatbox's pool, four people left in a hundred-person pool. If you're still alive in survival, you're doing something right. Let's take a peek now into Fantasy Corner to take a look at how my eight fantasy football teams did in week four action, and another area where I really turned a corner this week was with the fantasy teams. The fantasy teams went six and two across the board in week four action in the professionals dynasty fantasy football league really had to sweat out my victory would not have won i don't think were it not for the kareem hunt touchdown late in the game in the monday nighter that gave the chiefs the lead won them the game it also won me my fantasy matchup over gavin o'connor gavin oc4 a fellow NFL YouTube prognosticator. That evens my record in that league at 2-2. Two and two. Once again, I'm defending my title in that league. I got a Week 5 matchup coming up against Stephen Coleman, Half Moon's picks. It's a projected win for me right now, but I do not ever rest on my laurels. I have a lot of work to do in all of these pools. In the NFL YouTube prognosticator's Fantasy Football League, I picked up the win last week against Half Moon, Played him in that in that league last week, playing him in my league this week. So I just can't get away from Coleman. And that was another victory that didn't come until late, late, late in the Monday nighter. In fact, he took the lead over me. I thought he had it. I congratulated him because I thought he had it. I wound up winning it late in that game. So I'm 4-0, but I'm by the skin of my teeth. Am I four-0 in that league? I got a week five matchup coming up against, and I have to honor the name of the team by saying it, Scroat Squad, which is Billy B. Fellow NFL YouTube prognosticator, you can catch him on the Geo Knows channel with some incredible college football picks. It's a projected loss for me right now, so Billy's projected to beat me and hand me my first loss, but let's knuckle up and let's do this. That's why they play the games. So, Stephen Coleman and... Uh, Gavin O'Connor, thank you so much for the matchups last week. Again, very, very close. won him by the skin of my teeth. And Steven again. And Billy B, let's knuckle up, son. And I'll take this opportunity, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of the YouTube video or the description on iTunes or SoundCloud, you are going to find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week five in NFL action. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest or official NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pools. It is never too late to join the Pools. If you win a week or if you become the overall leader, get yourself shouted out on this show every single week, so it's never too late to join the Pools. You are going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. We've recently cleaned the page up quite a bit by introducing weekly threads rather than just having everyone making their own individual posts and all of a sudden there's 50 posts that you have to go through we got weekly threads we got threads for week one two three four got one coming up now for week five i believe it's already up and ready to roll so we've cleaned up the page immensely we're right around 400 members we talk football all week long join the nfl youtube prognosticators facebook page that's in the description below and of course, you're going to find information on our good friends at NerdTease, nerdtease.ca. Use that promo code BWFINEST. It's going to save you 15% at checkout. Free shipping on any order in Canada if you're spending over 50 bucks, which it is not hard to do on a wonderful website like NerdTease. Today's blend, brand new blend, it's cookie dough. Yeah, cookie dough. You heard me right. My kitchen smelled like a bakery this morning. It was fantastic. Go to nerdteas.ca. Use that promo code BWFINEST. Save yourself some money. Incredible, incredible lists of blends that are available through Ruby's website, nerdteas.ca. Find yourself something to love or find someone you love something to love. You're going to do it on nerdteas.ca. Don't forget that promo code BWFINEST. All right, I'm endeavoring for something special today. I- I'm trying to be quicker i really am trying to be quicker in these videos because i most of them have gone over an hour i believe so i'm trying to be quicker i'm endeavoring for like 45 to 50 minutes this week we're only 15 games i think we can do this i'm gonna be quicker and then what i need from you i need you to let me know in the comments below if you like it faster it's do you like it faster like it's going to be this week or do you prefer getting the more information the bigger depth of information that i usually do you need to let me know in the comment section below so that i can cater this show a little more to what my audience actually wants so you listen to this week you let me know which one you prefer We're going to kick things off this week in Buffalo. So not with the Thursday nighter, which gives you a little bit of a hint about what one game in the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze is going to be. We're going to kick things off in Buffalo, where the Bills are going to play host to the aforementioned Tennessee Titans. And like I said, I don't think I've been giving the Titans nearly enough credit. They are leading this division now at three and one. They're right up there with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tennessee's won both of their home games so far this season. They've won three games in a row after dropping their season opener bills lost last week to bring their record down to one and three and again they got shut out by the green bay packers Uh, buffalo being shut out in a game doesn't exactly surprise me kind of surprises me that it was the packers and i say that as a packers fan but it is definitely tough to win football games when you allow your quarterback to be sacked i don't know a cabajillion times yeah i said cabajillion it's a number Neither one of these teams moves the ball particularly well. I would say Tennessee is better at it, but I mean, neither ranks higher than 24th in total offense so far this season. The total defenses are incredibly comparable. It's actually only about two and a half yards a game more that actually Tennessee has surrendered than Buffalo has. But that's where the comparison between these two on the defensive side completely ends. Because while Tennessee's only giving up 18.3 points per game, Buffalo's giving up over 26. And I can't tell you accurately how impressed I was last week with Marcus Mariota. 43 attempted passes on what I described last week as one and a half arms. So 43 attempted passes, throws for over 340 yards, throws two touchdowns, runs another one in on his own. 10 carries for 46 yards. He was their leading rusher in the game. Marcus Mariota took this game on his back and won this football game. And that wasn't a nobody they beat. They beat the defending Super Bowl champions, who have a great defense, and they did so. It took overtime, but they did it. This might be a prime spot for a letdown game, as they like to say in the community, to employ the vernacular, but I I just, I don't think Buffalo's got anything for anybody, really, but especially for the Tennessee Titans. The way they're playing right now, again, I haven't given them enough credit I'm going to start giving them some credit here. I think they go into Buffalo and win this football game. Let's take Tennessee on the road in Buffalo to beat the Bills. On the line, Tennessee's... Uh, Favored by three and a half points on the road, actually. Buffalo, three and a half point dog. I'm going to take Tennessee there. I I mean, I like them to win, obviously. It's maybe a half point higher than what I would like to see. But 72% of people making picks on covers are also with the Titans. It's a relatively small price to pay, and it's Buffalo. So let's take Tennessee, minus three and a half. I like them to establish the pass rush early and often. Total in the game set at 39 points. I feel like this is actually almost a perfect total, but I think it's two teams that are predicated more so on the defensive side than they are on the offensive side. So in a battle of two sort of defensively minded teams, let's stick with the under on a pretty close total. So let's go under 39 points. We're going to go to Cleveland now where the Browns lost in overtime in Oakland in the black hole. The black hole definitely paid off in that football game. Cleveland gets to come home, but they got to welcome in the Baltimore Ravens who are on fire right now. Ravens have won two straight games. They're right now in a tie with Cincinnati for the AFC North lead at three and one. Now Baltimore's one loss did come on the road this season and Cleveland's one win did come at home. Also have to point out, not only is this back-to-back road games for Baltimore, it's back-to-back road games in the division. They just went to Pittsburgh and played Pittsburgh. Now they got to go to Cleveland, into the dog pound, and play the Browns. So back-to-back road games is one thing. Back-to-back divisional road games is something different entirely. Like, I think the numbers here favor Baltimore in a slam dunk. I love what they're doing with their offense. It's much more dangerous than it has been in seasons past. I love what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. They're stout. They're not giving up much, but it's back to back road games in the division, man. You really, really have to think hard about this one. Ultimately, I do just think the Ravens are a little bit too strong here. They're not giving up anything for yardage right now they're giving up less than 200 yards through the air just barely over 80 yards a game on the ground they're only giving up 16 points I think defense wins this football game but I think it's going to be tighter than maybe a lot of other people would consider I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens here in Cleveland to beat the Browns on the line Cleveland are three point dogs at home which is just another thing that really makes me want to hedge my bets here and take them Three points is a small price to pay. I would imagine that this line will probably climb between now and game time. Something like Baltimore three and a half, Baltimore four. If it does, hedge your bets. If you like Baltimore to win, take Cleveland's side of that. Right now, it's a win. It's a small price to pay. Let's go Baltimore minus three. Total in the game is 47 points. While I do think defense wins the football game, I kind of feel an over in this number, even though it's a little high. That's actually sort of a tougher one. You know what? We're making changes live on the show. Originally, I felt the over in that one. I think I'm going to stick on the under with the whole back-to-back divisional road games thing. I don't expect the offense to be quite as good as it was this past week. So let's stick with the under there and let's see the defenses come out and play some football. Let's go to Detroit now, another division matchup. The Lions are going to play host to the Green Bay Packers. As we mentioned, Green Bay coming off that twenty-two to nothing shutout win against Buffalo, playing slightly better competition this week. Everybody in this division looking up to the surprising upstart 3-1 Chicago Bears who in the world thought that they would be saying that. The Lions dropping a game last week against Dallas 26 to 24 and this is it's not the offense's fault. The defense has really let Detroit down these last few games. Look, no disrespect to the fact that they beat the New England Patriots 26 to 10 in their own building, but that's early season Patriots like you can't you can't really you don't really know what you're going to get with the early season Patriots especially like without Julian Edelman and blah 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 but they gave up 30 points to San Francisco who is now struggling to score points certainly they had Jimmy G in that game they don't have him anymore but still they gave up 30 points to San Francisco They gave up 26 points to Dallas. Granted, both of those games were on the road. This is at home. I do expect the defense to play better, but they're also going against Green Bay, who knows them incredibly well. Despite the fact that Green Bay did win that game 22 to nothing, the numbers weren't exactly jump off the page. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, his percentage was not great. I think it was below 60%. He only threw one touchdown. He threw a pick. So, I mean, it's not like... Like, they, yeah, they blew them out by 22 points, but, I mean, it wasn't exactly an offensive, you know, juggernaut. More so, it was a 22-point blowout because Buffalo can't move the damn ball. I expect the offenses to come out and perform in this game. I just, I feel like Green Bay's the better football team top to bottom, although I will say if you're looking for the best playmaker in this game... I think you've got to go either Devontae Adams or On Johnson. I'm so impressed with on Johnson. Anyway, I do feel like Green Bay is the better football team here. Even though the game's in Detroit, and this is a tough one, I am going to take Green Bay in Detroit to beat the Lions. On the line, Lions are a a point-and-a-half dog at home. Obviously, I like Green Bay to win. The one-and-a-half points is no price to pay at all. So we'll take Green Bay minus the point-and-a-half at Detroit total in the game is 50 and a half I think you have to go over on it even though I think this is pretty darn close to a perfect total as well like I mean I had this game finishing with 50 so I mean it's 50 and a half it's pretty damn perfect but again it's a game that I think is going to be predicated on the offensive side of the football 60% of people on covers are on the over on this one that was my lean to begin with so let's do that let's take over 50 and a half points in Green Bay Detroit Let's go to Kansas City now where the Chiefs on a short week coming off that Monday night victory last night. Again, a really tight game in Denver. They get to come home. They welcome in the Jacksonville Jaguars and, uh, huh, Jacksonville. Now they won the game last week, 31 to 12. Wasn't exactly a close game. You know, 19 points is, is, you know, three possessions. So, I mean, look, they won that game comfortably, but they lost Leonard Fournette again. TJ Yeldon didn't exactly light the world on fire in relief of Leonard Fournette. He did score a rushing touchdown, but he averaged less than three yards a carry in that game, and that was against the Jets. Now granted, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Kansas City Chiefs are almost the worst defense in football across the board. The one area, as it was mentioned on the game last night, the one area where they're actually pretty decent is on third down, but that's only 25% of the downs. You know, so for as good as Jacksonville is, and I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that Jacksonville's not a good football team. They're a very good football team. With or without Leonard Fournette, Jacksonville's a good football team. But for as good as Jacksonville is, especially on the defensive side, I still feel like this is a football team that looks at a road game and is like, what's this? Granted, they won their only road game this year against the Giants. By one possession. Less than one possession, in fact. It was think it was five points. Then I turn around and look at that Tennessee game, that game that finished nine to six, the Tennessee won by a field goal, and it's just like should you not have been able to score more than six points against Tennessee? I will be very interested to see what happens here with Jacksonville coming into Kansas City, a very loud building. Yeah, it's against a team that's coming on a short week, quote-unquote. It's only one game, one day short, but still a quote-unquote short week against a quarterback that is just basically doing almost whatever he wants right now. And it continued last night on a good defense in their own building. I'll be very interested to see what the Jacksonville Jaguars try to scheme up here for the Kansas City Chiefs. I have to go with the Chiefs until they lose. I love what I'm seeing from that team on the offensive side. Defense, yeah, you got to work on that a little bit. But the offensive side, holy cow. In a game that I think there's going to be quite a bit of points scored, I'm going to stick with the home team here and I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Let's take Kansas City at home to beat Jacksonville. On the line, Kansas City favored by three and a half points at home. I got to hedge my bets on that one. Unfortunately, it's two good football teams. It's more than a field goal. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the three and a half because the Jags could win this football game outright. Total in the game is 48 and a half points. I've got the game going to 51. So that's over enough for me. And again, Kansas City's not really stopping anybody. So I expect there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Let's go over the 48 and a half points. Let's go to New York now, where the aforementioned Jets coming off of that loss against Jacksonville get to go home and welcome in the Denver Broncos, also on a short week, quote-unquote... Jets on a three-game losing streak after opening the season with a victory. Only 1-3 and three there in the basement of that division right now. The Denver Broncos have lost two games in a row after starting the season hot at 2-0. and They got to hit the road here, and you know, this is a fairly tight matchup because I don't think either of these teams are performing quite to expectations. This could be the battle of, hey, which coach is going to get fired first, Todd Bowles or Vance Joseph? In fact, is it possible that whoever loses this football game could have their coach fired the next day? It's not like mid-season coaching change ever work out well, but I mean, if you're gonna make the change, make the change. I look at this game in one very simple way. At no point did I feel like the Jets had Jacksonville. In that Denver-KC game, I very much felt like Denver had KC. I feel like they had them, and they just got Mahomes-ed. That is a verb from now on. They got Mahomes-ed. Denver's more than capable of winning this football game. They're the better football team, top to bottom. I think they work to save their coach's job in this one. Even though it's a short week, even though it's on the road, I'm going to take the Broncos in New York to beat the Jets. On the line, Jets are two-point favorites in this game, so I like Denver to win, so obviously I'm going to tell you to take the Broncos plus two. Total in the game, 43.5 points. Pretty decent total. I think the numbers slightly favor and over, but... It's two teams predicated on the defensive side of the football first. So we're gonna stick with that. We're gonna go under 43 and a half points. Let's go to Pittsburgh now. Steelers are gonna play host to the Atlanta Falcons. Another matchup of two teams that you gotta believe are not performing up to expectations. Steelers got some interesting news. Apparently, Lev Bell is gonna be back during their week seven bye. Apparently, he's calculated that he can stomach losing just under $5 million, but no more. I think if you sat here in the preseason and said, hey, after four weeks, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Atlanta Falcons would be in the basement of their respective divisions, the AFC North and the NFC South, I think people would have laughed at you. Or if it's Chris Carter, uh, maybe thrown a drink in your face. But it's the truth. And in both cases, it's the defenses letting the teams down. The offenses can score points. Pittsburgh's, I believe, a little bit. No, actually, Atlanta is scoring more points on average than Pittsburgh is so look both offenses are doing their job the defenses have completely let their teams down and I mean in Atlanta's case they've had the injuries man you can't help injuries injuries happen so Atlanta's kind of got that built in I don't want to call it an excuse because that sounds almost derogatory but they've got that reason behind it Pittsburgh that defense should be better than it is and you could not have convinced me on your best day Before the season started, that after four weeks, Pittsburgh would be the number 30 total defense in football. No chance whatsoever. First of all, spoiler for when we talk about the total, I would have taken over just about anything because I think there's going to be a ton of points in this game. But I'll be perfectly honest, as far as who wins the game, I don't really have a particularly strong lean one way or the other. I'm going to stick with the home team in Pittsburgh. I think maybe they might get a boon by knowing that Lev Bell is going to be back at a certain time. So, I mean, I think that will be one of those things like, okay, cool, we can take all that noise. We can put it behind us. We can just get back to playing football because now we have some kind of certainty as to when that thing is going to happen. So I think they take a boon from that. Atlanta has been an above average road team over the last couple of seasons. I believe they've lost their only road game so far this season. And between the two teams, I just feel like Pittsburgh is a little closer to turning things around. So let's take Pittsburgh at home in a plus situation to beat the Atlanta Falcons. But on the line, I'm hedging my bets here because once again, it's two good football teams. Either one of them could win, so I'm hedging my bets on the line. Pittsburgh's favored by three points. I'm going to take Atlanta plus three because the Falcons could very easily win the game outright. Total in the game, 57 and a half. I told you I'm taking the over no matter what, so we're going over 57 and a half points. Let's go to Los Angeles now, where the Chargers will welcome in the Oakland Raiders. Again, Oakland fresh off that overtime victory against Cleveland, where they gave up a metric ton of points, and at times, the defense looked like it didn't even know what sport they were playing. Whew, that Raiders defense stinks. When you're in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs, you should not be a worse defense. Oh, hi Chargers, you're, you're, you're there too. Raiders have lost both games on the road this season. They have not looked good in either one of them. They're obviously going to be on a high from winning that game against Cleveland. You know, huge, huge, monstrous home crowd, right? They got one of the best home crowds, or one of the loudest home crowds at the very least in football, and the home crowd definitely gets an assist for that victory last week. They don't get that this week. They got to play in Los Angeles. Granted, it's not a huge travel amount, but still, they got to play in Los Angeles. Chargers are a good home team. I like the Chargers here for sure. I'm going to take Los Angeles at home to beat the Raiders. I got to see the Raiders win on the road before I could even think about taking them. On the line, Chargers are favored by five and a half points at home. And this is actually one that's got people divided. It's a 52-48 split on the spread on covers. I'm going to take the Chargers here minus five and a half. A, I like them to win. B, it's a good offense against a very not good defense. Like that Raiders defense is just bad. Gee, I wish there would have been an easy way to fix that. I can't, I can't not say it i mean my god you had khalil Mack and you gave him away so good offense against a bad defense i'm going to take the chargers to cover the minus five and a half points total in the game is 53 and a half this is one of the easiest overs for me of the week i think this sails over in fact we're going to go over 53 and a half points Let's go to Philly now where the Eagles are going to come home licking their wounds off of a loss in a game that I think everybody believed that they were going to win. Philly comes home and they get to play the Minnesota Vikings. And I say get to play because, man, I don't know about this Vikings team, man. And that's something I didn't think I'd be saying. Vikings only have one win in their first four games. They're getting outscored by about five points a game. They haven't won a game on the road. They haven't won a game in the division. Like... they've lost two straight they've lost two straight and that's just not something that i thought i would see from the vikings this year a team that when i did my preview i gave them a 16 and 0 ceiling eagles as we mentioned before went to overtime lost that game by three against tennessee in Tennessee, they will certainly be happy to come home at this point. They're only 2-2. Two and two. They're certainly not out of the division. Like, I mean, Washington right now leads the division at 2-1 and one because they're just coming off their bye coming into this coming week. But the Eagles are 2-2. Two and two. They're right there for the division. They're a strong home team. Both of their wins this season have come at home. This is back-to-back road games for the Minnesota Vikings. Not a great spot for the Vikes. And, I mean, probably goes without saying, but the Vikings kind of got spanked by the Rams on Thursday night. I shouldn't say spanked. It was a seven-point game. But, I mean, at no point did I really feel like the Rams were in jeopardy of losing that football game, which is a weird thing to say because I'm like, oh, you know, two good teams. Like, this is going to be, you know, a great matchup. And it was a good game. But, man, that Vikings defense, that defense no bueno. I think i got to take the Eagles here, even though they lost last week. Again, that's a game that I thought they should have won. They get to come home. They get their home crowd. They're a very good home team. Minnesota, 50-50 on the road. Haven't won a road game yet this year. Back-to-back roadies. i got to lean the Eagles in this one for sure. Let's take Philadelphia at home to beat Minnesota. On the line, Philly's favored by three points at home. This is another one that's got people divided. It's a 53-47 split on covers. I like the Eagles to win three points is a full field goal, but it's still a small price to pay. So let's take Philly minus the three points against Minnesota total in the game, 44 and a half points. I feel pretty comfortable about this one going over people on covers little more so 58% on the over, not an overwhelming majority, mind you, but a majority is still a majority. So I think that's the way I'm going to lean here. Anyway, let's go over the 44 and a half points. San Francisco versus Arizona in San Francisco, and uh, woof. Arizona kept things interesting with Seattle last week, and San Francisco kept things interesting with the Chargers last week. Both teams coming up on the short end of that stick. The Niners have lost two straight games. The Cardinals still looking for their first win on the season, and man, the, the Cardinals just look like a bad football team. The offense can't do anything, the defense can't stop anybody, they haven't won a game at home yet, in fact, three of their four losses have come at home, so despite the fact that they were set up with a good start to the season in terms of games at home versus games on the road, they still whiffed on all of them, and San Francisco still trying to figure out their post-Jimmy G identity. If you ask my opinion, uh, San Francisco's identity should be as a team that runs the ball 30-35-40 to to times a game. They're a top 10 total run offense so far this season. And if you look at the run defenses, you're going to cruise all the way down to number 31 overall on the season. And that's where you find the Arizona Cardinals. So I imagine this is just going to be a stuff the football down your throat type of game for the 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers. They're at home. So you get that extra lean anyway. Let's take San Francisco at home to beat Arizona in a division matchup. On the line, San Francisco favored by four and a half points at home. I'm going to hedge my bets on that one because it's two bad teams. I'll hedge my bets on two good football teams. This is two bad football teams. Like, I don't think there's any getting around this. They're two bad football teams. And you got to hedge your bets in a situation like that where four and a half points is just a little bit too many. So we're going to hedge our bets. We're going to go Arizona, Plus the four and a half total in the game is 41 points. I don't think this sails over, but I could see like a 42 or a 43, something like that. So we're going to go over the 41 points, kind of hold our nose a little bit. Cause that is a total that could go either way. Speaking of holding our nose, let's go to Houston now for the battle of Texas. And that's nothing against the state of Texas. That's just the state of these football teams, the Houston Texans at home taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And Hey, Maybe I'm being unfair. Houston won last week, so did Dallas. Houston won on some weird fumbleitis shenanigans from Andrew Luck, and Dallas won on a 38 yard field goal with three seconds left in the game. This game may only be intriguing to those folks who are in the state of Texas. And you know what? I don't blame you because, look, hey, man, two Texas teams. We got to, you know, old-fashioned Texas shootout. We got to figure this out. We got to figure out which team's the best. So that, that I get, and I'm certainly not going to deride you for it. But when I look at these two teams, I'm like, are these good football teams? No. I'm going to take Houston at home, quote-unquote, although can you really call this a home game or a road game for either team? I'm going to take Houston here, give him the edge in front of the quote-unquote home crowd. Let's take Houston at home to beat Dallas. On the line, Texans are favored by three and a half points. I just can't do it because either one of these teams could win this football game. I'm going to hedge my bets on this one. Again, two bad teams. I'm going to say they're bad football teams. Two bad football teams hedge the bets. Dallas, plus three and a half against the spread. Total in the game is 45 points. I don't think this is going to sail over or sail under. I think this is going to be pretty darn close. I'm going to stick on the under because, again, the offenses are inconsistent. You know what I mean? One week, Zeke Elliott looks great. Next week, he looks like garbage because they're not they're not giving him anything. One week, Deshaun Watson looks incredible. The next week, looks like he doesn't know what sport he's playing. So, I got to stick with the under on it. We're going to go under the 45 points. And the last game we're going to look at before we get to the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks is the New Orleans Saints at home taking on the Washington Redskins skins come into this game off of their bye week so they should be fairly well rested saints coming into this one off of a victory 33 to 18 in new york against the giants so it's a victory but it's the giants but who knows that could be the kind of game that the saints need to really say like oh yeah geez we're the new orleans saints we're predicated on high octane offense bend but don't break defense, let's get back to that, and let's play like the New Orleans Saints. So that could be that kind of game that they definitely need. The run game in this game is going to be so crazy interesting with, of course, Kamara and Ingram against, like, you know, Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson and the way Washington operates their run game as well so the ground game in this game going to be incredibly interesting and of course there's the built-in storyline Drew Brees needs 201 yards to become the NFL's all-time leading passer Uh, you gotta believe he does it in this game even though Washington's secondary has been pretty darn good this season better than I think a lot of people expected it to be but I got to think Breeze breaks the record and I think that's going to be enough on an emotional day that I think the Saints win this football game I think the numbers favor Washington a little bit more but I'm going to take the Saints at home Washington not historically a great road team even though they're going to be well rested let's take the Saints at home to beat the Redskins on the line, the Saints are favored by 6.5 points at home. That's too many points for me. I, I like. I expected this to be like a 3.5 or a 4 or a 4.5, and, and I might have even hedged there. But a 6.5 points, even though it's going to be high scoring, I think I'm going to have to hedge because Washington could win this game outright, and I feel like they have a pretty decent shot to. So we're going to hedge our bets. We're going to go Washington plus the 6.5 points at the Saints total in the game 52 and a half points this is an easy over it's a slam dunk like the numbers don't necessarily support that the numbers say that it's going to be close 78 percent of people on covers don't particularly believe it's going to be close they're on the over so am I two offensively minded teams let's go over 52 and a half points All right, folks, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week five in the NFL 2018. We'll start, as always, with the bronze pick, where I am not doing well. One and three straight up, one, two, and one against the spread, and one and three on the over-under. Let's turn the bronze pick around right now. The Cincinnati Bengals at home taking on the Miami Dolphins, and after the Dolphins got absolutely spanked against the Patriots last week, I think the shine is off of this donkey, I don't think the Dolphins are for real this season. It's also back-to-back road games for the Dolphins, which is not a good scenario, coming in against a Cincinnati Bengals team that showed up last week. Cincinnati on back to back road games went into Atlanta and won that football game last week, ripped that game away from Atlanta. Cincinnati wins it by only a single point, 37 to 36. But man, that offense was humming in the first half, especially. They led that game 28 to 24 at the half. I would expect another hot start in this one. I figure Cincinnati's going to get out to a pretty nice lead. Miami will probably chip away at it here a little bit towards the end. Maybe a garbage time cover, but I feel really good about the Bengals this week, especially probably getting Joe Mixon back, but I think it'll still be kind of a healthy timeshare, especially given Gio Bernard has been fairly good in Mixon's absence. Dolphins while their defense has been decent they kind of struggled against the run a little bit they're only number 20 in terms of overall run defense I think this is a good spot for the Bengals here let's take Cincinnati at home to beat the Dolphins on the line Cincinnati favored by six points at home seems like a high number but it is less than a touchdown and I feel really good about them winning this game so I'm going to take Cincinnati minus 67% of people on covers are with me on that one. Total in the game is 50 points. I feel this over by probably about a field goal. So let's go over 50 points. Cincinnati straight up. Bengals minus six against the spread. Over 50 points. That is your bronze pick. My silver pick where I'm three and one straight up, two and two against the spread, and one and three on the totals sees the Seattle Seahawks at home playing host to the Los Angeles Rams this is very simple to me until the Rams lose I'm not picking against them Seattle just lost Earl Thomas probably for the season probably his last game as a Seahawk does the classy move on the way out you know flipping off the uh, the sideline so look he's probably done for the season he's their best player on defense I don't think this defense is going to have anything for the Rams I think the Rams roll in this football game let's take LA In Seattle to beat the Seahawks even though that's a tough building to win in on the line Rams favored by seven points 70% on covers are on the Rams minus seven again that Earl Thomas injury that you cannot overstate how crippling that is for a Seahawks defense that's already lost a ton on the defensive side Rams minus seven total in the game's 50 and a half points I think i gotta stay under on it because the rams defense is in general pretty good should start getting some pieces back here so 50 and a half points i don't know what i'm going to get from seattle on the offensive side so let's stick under on it we're going to go under the 50 and a half point total so rams straight up hammering with the rams minus seven against the spread under 50 and a half points that is your silver pick my gold pick, where I'm three and one straight up, two and two against the spread, and a perfect four and O oh on the totals, four and O oh over under. Sees the New England Patriots at home playing host to the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday Night Football. Patriots won last week, obviously in convincing fashion in a division game. Don't look now, but we're past the first four games of the season. So the Patriots look like they're getting things figured out on the offensive side, maybe even on the defensive side. And hey, they're getting Julian Edelman back. That is a huge weapon for Tom Brady. Josh Gordon maybe makes his way into this game too. It's like Tom Brady's a kid on Christmas and he just got all these new toys to play with. The Colts grasped defeat from the jaws of victory last week when they gave up that game against the Houston Texans. They were in position to win it and they wound up losing the game. That is just kind of typical Colts, not necessarily with Andrew Luck, typical Colts, but over the last couple of years, it's kind of typical Colts. I've got to give Indianapolis credit that their defense is playing better than I expected it to be. It's not an all-world garbage defense. The secondary could use a little work, the run defense could use some work, the scoring defense could use some work, but they're not terrible. That said, it's the Patriots. Patriots had a big bounce back performance last week against Miami. I think they just keep on rolling here, especially with the pieces that they're bringing back. So let's take the Patriots at home in a good position here to beat the Colts. On the line, Patriots are favored by 10 points, and I just think that's too many. The Colts in their last three road games, and this goes back to week 16 of last season, their last three road games, they're 3-0 against the spread. I believe they were underdogs in all three of those games. They covered all three of those games. This 10 points, I get it with, you know, Edelman coming back and everything like that. Will Edelman have a little bit of rust on him? I don't know, but I, the, the, the double digits, the 10 points is just too much for me. Look, if you can get this at like minus nine or minus eight, or even if you can tease this down, like, th- I, I think that's a great play. But 10 points, I think it's too much for me. So we're going to take the Colts plus 10. Total in the game, 51 and a half points. Honestly, I think it stays under. I got this under by a little more than a field goal. So we're going to stay under on it under the 51 and a half. Patriots win straight up. But I like the Colts plus 10 against the spread in a game that stays under 51 and a half points. That is your gold pick. And the platinum pick where I'm 2-2 across the board straight up against the spread and over under sees the Carolina Panthers at home taking on the New York Giants. Carolina coming into this game off of their bye. So they're obviously, like I mentioned with the Redskins, they're going to be well rested. Giants, not a good road team whatsoever. Granted, their one win this season was on the road but this is a team that is coming off of road seasons of one and seven four and four and three and five so an average road team at best and i think average is probably being generous giants got beat by a good team convincingly last week i think they get beat by a good team convincingly this week let's take the carolina panthers at home in a good position here to beat the giants On the line, Panthers are favored by a full touchdown, seven points. That makes me feel a little wonky. I feel like this is one that, like, that could very easily push. You know what I mean? They might win by exactly seven. But uh, I think I'll take the Panthers there, minus seven. I think they should be able to cover this and uh, it's not a strong play we'll put it that way it's not a strong play this is a this is a game that i would tease very 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 much so but 66 percent of people on covers are also with the panthers total in the game is 44 and a half points i had a slight lean to the under i feel like this is two teams that are predicated on playing defense and playing good defense so let's stick with the under there we're going to go under 44 and a half points so Carolina straight up, we're going to hammer Carolina minus 7 against the spread in a game that stays under 44.5 points, that is your platinum pick. Alright folks, those are your week 5 picks in the NFL, it is time now for the patented comment of the week from the week 4 video. And the comment of the week from the week 4 video goes to the man, the myth, the legend, the Prague father himself, Gio DeFranco of Gio Knows Fame. His comment from the week 4 video reads, Great show, Jr. Some of the lines have moved a bit. I'm going to predict that Ezekiel Elliott will rush for 200 yards against the NFL's worst run defense in Detroit. Good luck this week. Hashtag LTTMM, which if you don't know if you're an uninitiated, means hashtag let's take the man's money. Zeke Elliott didn't rush for 200 total yards. He rushed for, I believe it was 152, but he was also the most effective receiver for Dallas. He put up 88 pass or 88 receiving yards, I should 88 pass yards, 88 receiving yards. So he did go for like 230 total yards. Gio, I'm going to give you a win on that one, my dude. Plus 150 rush yards, nothing to shake a stick at. And Gio, you didn't fall short, my friend, because yours is the comment of the week from the week four video all right folks there you have it week five is in the books that's it for me justin bridgewater's finest on youtube blockbuster underscore guy on twitter fueled as always by the great folks at nerdtease nerdtease.ca promo code bwfinest Save yourself 15% at checkout. I'm very much enjoying my cookie dough. And when I have this thing edited down, I'm assuming it's gonna be somewhere in the 45 to 50 minute range, something like that. Let me know, did you like this better? Did you like this style better? It was a little bit quicker, little less information. Still got the information out there, but little less information. Did you like this style better? Or do you like the other style better where I go a little more in depth, try to find more leans that way? Which do you prefer? Let me know in the comments section below. Thank you so much. I think I'm only like 15 subscribers away from the magical 1,000 subscriber mark where I might get to get my partnership back at some point before the end of the season, which would be spectacular. So thank you very much to all the new subscribers. I've gotten a bunch since the season started. Thank you so much. I hope you continue to enjoy the content. Enjoy the games in week five, and we'll see you again for week six.